As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. If your name contains S-O-N, son, sounds like son, which means God in Cantonese. Madison, Madison, God of wiping floor. Jackson, jerk son. God of birds, Jefferson, Jefferson, God of putting on pants, Nelson, Leoson, God of pee, Jason, Jerson, God of dick. Good morning, sweet world! Don't mind that graphic! And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, April 21st, 2023. Friday. April 21st. This is The Drop. I'm Jay Eskeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, that's Chicken Wing, Chicken Wing, Tass Mellis. <laughs> Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to Tassie, it's the bearded one, Matasha Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, which doesn't include checking the calendar, <laughs> Super Producer JD. Yeah, I made that yesterday. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that's all right, man. It happens from time to time. I like how it keeps us on our toes. <laughs> it's been a weird week for me. It doesn't feel like a Friday. It doesn't feel like a drop. We've also never developed a better system than just update it. Like there's got to there's got to be a better way. What do you mean? AI I could easily make that now. Ooh, yeah. that's smart. That, that one's an easy one for AI, I think. Yeah. I would gladly hand that over to AI. <laughs> gladly. But here's my question. Did you make all of the thumbnails, the title thumbnails at the same for time for the week? I did. So you have a Friday, I assume. You just didn't load the proper one? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's on me. We need <laughs> so, a robot doing this. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, shout out to the stream team joining us here on Thursday slash Friday. Uh, live on YouTube. Like the vid, comment away, subscribe to No Dunks. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. We have some uh, new No Dunks team-inspired shirts coming very soon. As the playoffs progress here, we're going to have some new merch over at nodunks.com. We'll keep you posted on that. Today is your last chance to lock in relentless playoff reporting from The Athletic, plus coverage for every other sport you love and care about, for just $1.99 a month for 12 months. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. That is a deal right there. Less than 2 bucks a month for the entire year. <laughs> I think lock it in right now. Yeah. NFL draft is coming up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bryce Young. How's he going to get it done, man? He's not a blazing fast runner. He doesn't have a cannon arm. No. It's all about the brain with Bryce. Mm. I learned that from The Athletic this morning. 
Yeah. High IQ player. High IQ player. <laughs> People comparing him to Joe Montana. A bit rich, if you Holy ask me. crap. <laughs> Joe Montana. <laughs> uh, check out yesterday's No Buffs podcast, our recap of episode eight of Survivor 44. Lots of talk about puking and farting in this one. <laughs> so if you're a fan of those things, those bodily functions, check Bottle. out No Buffs. It's on YouTube feed. It's on podcast feed. And uh, this weekend, in anticipation of Fast X, we are re-releasing the next installment from Fast Friends on deck this weekend, Fast and Furious 7. Look at the cast all lined up there. Oh, man. Uh, this came out originally, this pod that we did, Fast Friends, for Fast and Furious 7, almost two years to the day. In fact, maybe that's why you had the date wrong, JD. You wanted it perfectly two years to the day. But uh, yeah, that'll be coming out as we get closer and closer to Fast X. Fast and Furious 7 of Fast Friends, uh, breaking down the uh, hilarity of that movie, dropping at some point this weekend. Okay, on today's Drop Pod, uh, we'll discuss the Raptors firing head coach Nick Nurse. That news just broke. Shout out to Masai. Shout out to Bobby Webster. And Shams and Woj for breaking the yes, news. Yes, yes. And I assume Jerome, like, dropped the tip. The guys are going live at 10. If you can get the news out, please do. Yeah, because we knew or know that Masai was uh, scheduled to have a, a press conference at 11. Could have been anything. It was like, ooh, we'll probably still be live when he starts talking to people. <laughs> we'll find out what that's all about. But, yeah, in the end, it's about Nick Nurse. Uh, moving on. So we'll get into that later on the show. <laughs> moving on. Who's fired? <laughs> no, that's not what the Raptors say. Not at all. Their wording. Let me find it here. Well, he was fired. <laughs> Relieved of his duties, Tess. So he's not moving on. Anyway, well, we'll he's, get to he's it absolutely later. moving on. I don't think he's going to stay and live in Toronto. Uh, yeah, yeah nice we'll get spot. into it. We'll get into it. Uh, we'll also talk about the second weekend of the NBA playoffs. Uh, obviously coming up. We'll get you all set for that with some questions. And we'll wrap up this classic with some rapid fire fun. But games last night. That's where we begin. And let's start with an insane game. Just a wild one in Brooklyn. Joel Embiid staying in the game and getting a late block as Maxi really took over and the 76ers held on and came back at the end to take the 3-0 lead on the Brooklyn Nets. But a lot of hijinks in this one, Tass. <laughs> yeah, well, let's just quickly go to the end because Embiid got to be on the floor because he was not ejected earlier in the game. James Harden was out of the game. Nick Claxton was out of the game. And Tyrese Maxey was able to take over. Luckily, with Harden out, they had another guard just take over. Three minutes left. Uh, they're down. He scores seven straight points. And then Embiid, uh, with about a minute left, tie game, calls for the ball after Maxey scored seven straight. And you could tell Maxey didn't want to give him the ball. He thought, <laughs> I am hot, yeah. baby. He's, and then, but, the, you know, the boss called for the ball. So uh, he gave it to him. <laughs> Luckily... And being missed, and they're ab they're able to grab an offensive rebound, and there was a foul, and he got it back. Maxi did, and shot that beautiful step back three. So he scored ten straight to really end this game and seal it. And I, it, there's a lot of uh, yeah that we'll get into with the ejections and all that, but just for Philly to go up three zero in this series is huge for them because we've talked about Embiid. Obviously, has not been able to stay healthy for a. Full playoff run. That's just the way it goes with Embiid. In this game, he looked like 2019. When Nick Nurse and the Raptors won, he was kind of limping through this series, through this game. They're doubling him, getting the, getting the ball out of his hands. He scored 14 points, did all he could. But for him to be able to rest hmm. if, uh, and make this a quicker series is important because that's all he's talked about. I've never been able to go through the postseason healthy, and he's going to have a tougher task 
next series uh, against the the Boston Celtics and their front court. But Nick Claxton did an incredible job. I think well, let's get to the ejections. Nick Claxton's ejection was huge in this. I mm-hmm. think if he stays in the game, they win. Mm-hmm. But he got ejected mm-hmm. for eyes. For his eyes being in the wrong place. He stared. (laughs) He stared too much at Embiid, and he got ejected for that. So the other ones are definitely taking the headlines, but uh, the longer this series goes on, uh, the worse for Embiid, because he does not look entirely healthy. And, uh, yeah, Nick off the floor playing his best game uh, definitely changed it. Two and a half minutes into the first quarter, we'll start there with the Claxton-Embiid incident. Claxton finishes a very nice lob from Dinwiddie. Embiid... This will be a shocker to you. Falls to the ground. So, Claxton steps over him. Stares down on him. B doesn't like it. And his response, this is two and a half minutes into this game, is to throw a kick between Claxton's legs. Which drops Nick immediately to the floor. And, of course, they look at it and, and, and people are thinking, well, okay, Draymond Green just got... You know, thrown from a game and then suspended a game for stomping on Sabonis. This is Embiid, who's, you know, he's getting stepped to, stepped over. Yes. So he's retaliating and he kicks, no doubt, Claxton. But in the end, they say, well, no, you can stay in the game. It's not a flagrant two, it's a flagrant one. And Claxton hit with the first tech, which came into play because he got that second yep. tech for staring at uh, Embiid again later in the game and got tossed. But just a flagrant one on Embiid. And this had everybody going, what the hell? I mean, yeah, maybe he didn't hit the Dick Claxton. <laughs> but, I mean, that's sort of what he was trying to do. <laughs> and uh, they just went with the flagrant one, which which was, was shocking, I think, to a lot of people. Uh, it, watching the game and everybody on Twitter and all that. Yeah, and the pool report after the game basically said, yeah, he missed a little bit. So he only got a flagrant one. So that was uh, shocking that Embiid, I mean, he right away... Kicks up at Claxton yeah. as soon as Claxton steps over him. So definitely a technical on Claxton. You see that all the time. The yeah. step over, that's a technical right away. But I thought Embiid should have been ejected. And I thought he was going to be injected, <laughs> injected, ejected because he kicked so hard. He kicked right away. It looked like he made contact in the right, wrong spot. Uh... But I guess they, they got tracking software down there. I guess. <laughs> they found him just a little to the right. Uh, so he survived to, uh, to play in this game. And then we'll get into the other one. A makeup dick shot call is basically what it ended up being. So, yeah, I thought Embiid should have been gone. Weird that he wasn't. Two and a half minutes in, I think that played a big, big factor into it. And missing his mark, I think, played a factor. Yeah. I think you're right. And, and Nick Claxton also not being injured. Also played a factor. Like it's not uh, to me the comparison to the Draymond Green. It, there's there's two things. Draymond Green hit his mark, and Demontis was hurt. So there's two different things. If Demontis pops up and says, "Hey Draymond, let's have a hug, all good," or whatever, and, and just moves on, then that whole thing is totally different. Mm-hmm. I, I, what the I other one think- is? Uh, it's funny. Sabonis is on the ground and gets kicked at and on, stomped on, and then in this one, it's Embiid on the ground kicking up. Uh, in combat sports, I believe you can do one and maybe not the other, right? <laughs> can I That's kick a, up at you? You can kick from the ground, yeah. back, But I cannot stomp on you. So there is that difference, too. <laughs> I think true. you're right, though, about the two and a half minutes in. I'm, yeah. I, I'm like, if this is in the second half or you know later in this game, yeah, maybe it is. They feel like, all right, you're out of here. Do you think the Harden, and we can show that one, too, where he obviously taps Royce O'Neal with the push off the chicken wing a uh, little bit there. Do you think it was a makeup call from the refs, in a way, to get a flagrant two for... For this nutshot? Well, 
if the justification for not t- tossing Embiid was he missed the testicles, then you got to toss Harden because it sure looks like he hit the testicles. Mm-hmm. I don't think he did, though. I think he missed the testicles. Uh, but in in both scenarios, I wish to me, uh, if I'm if I'm the ref with two and a half minutes into this game on Embiid, I don't toss him. And on that one also, I don't toss him. I think a flagrant one goes both ways. Mm. What do you think? I'm the complete opposite. I think if you hit the nuts in any way, shape, or form, you're out of here. That's a sensitive spot. <laughs> yeah. I don't Everybody f- playing as a man. They know what it's like. Everybody <laughs> know what it feels like. So I think if you go after somebody's dick, you're a dick. Get out of here. <laughs> I don't- uh, so I thought Embiid should have been gone. And I thought Harden's was a bit of a makeup call because it doesn't look like he's pushing off very hard at all. But... He had a more accurate strike, apparently. So <laughs> I was fine with Harden being ejected just because that's kind of my general stance on this. Yeah. And that's why I thought Embiid should have it as well. Yeah, you can think, you can definitely think that Harden was just pissed off with what was happening on the floor. He was getting uh, raked. Uh, the ball was stolen from him. Mikel Bridges doing a great job. And so he was just trying to get people off of him. I think that that, that played into what he did. I just wonder if uh, he, he got lost. Full- it. He lost his cool. I yeah. mean, Claxton, cool. Claxton instigated that. There is no doubt. He did not need to step over him. But we see this, you know, he got him. I got the lob on you. And that seemed to be their game plan going in. Fluster and beat. You know, you know, obviously send a bunch of bodies at him. Get in his head a little bit. Uh, you know, he might lose his cool. And he did. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he did. But he's just lucky by by what we're here being told by the officials that he just did not hit Claxton in the nuts. It wasn't a direct shot. And that's what they're yeah. saying, right? Yeah, it wasn't, right? No, no <laughs> I mean, it wasn't. looking it at wasn't. it, it's it clear. Just it missed. <laughs> so, yeah, where where is the line? I think I think if somebody does miss, I know it's uh, the intention should play should play everything play into everything, but it really doesn't. If somebody th- if I throw a punch at you and yeah. I and I go I get all beard, I mean, uh, you, <laughs> know. you get ejected. You would one hundred percent get ejected if you threw a punch, even if it missed. Nah, if you go air, if you air a punch, I don't think so. Anyway, this this is if you miss, I, I think that plays into it. Obviously, the time of, of game plays into it, mm-hmm. uh, multiple factors, and yeah, the Harden, yeah, there's some makeup uh, for sure. And Royce O'Neal, again, if he just stands up and pretends or 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 just play keeps playing, Harden doesn't get tossed either, right? I mean, it's sold. You got to sell it. Mm-hmm. I saw people on Twitter obviously comparing the Embiid kicking up uh, to Claxton again to what just happened with Draymond Green and Sabonis. I think even Chuck on the broadcast saying it was worse. And they're comparing the two instances. To me, it was actually the Embiid kick was in a weird way more similar to the classic Draymond Green finals 2016 where he gets stepped over by LeBron James, and as LeBron is moving on, Draymond pissed off, feels like he's, you know, being, you know, his manhood is uh, dropping levels here. He then does the old flick, right, Mm -hmm. at LeBron and sort of gets him, you know, low, sort of misses, whatever. Those were actually quite similar. Now, what's weird is that was a flagrant one, that particular Draymond Green incident, but then got him suspended because it was the accumulation of all the... uh, of all the flagrants and stuff like that. So, in the end, it was the same call, the the Embiid one and flagrant one, to that Draymond Green one, if you think those are more similar than what just happened with Draymond and Sabotis. A lot of kicks and nut shots. <laughs> A lot track of kicks of and nut shots. Thank God. Uh, anything else about the game, though? Uh, and, and the Sixers pulling this off? Uh, I'm, I was debating. Was this a takeover game for Tyrese Maxey? He scored the last 10 to win the game. 
but it didn't just feel like we're throwing the ball to Maxi, let him cook. It felt like it was in the flow of the offense to me and also kind of weird. He didn't score from the 350 mark in the second quarter until those last 10 points that he scored uh, for the Sixers to win the game. So shout out to him for coming through uh, when the Sixers absolutely needed him to, because I'm with you, Tass. They want this series over in four games. As you can see, things are getting rough and tumble inside with Joel Embiid. Having him healthy and at 100% is of the utmost importance going into a much more serious series uh, against the Celtics, it looks like, in the next round. Uh, So getting done in four, I think, is huge for them, because like you're saying, last night he was on the ground a hundred times. He was falling down all the time. A lot of times it's like, I got to fall so I don't have a bad landing. Makes sense. A lot of times he's grifting. That's Embiid style. But man, it just felt like he was on the ground a ton in this game. And also I thought P.J. Tucker had a really nice impact in the fourth quarter, specifically had five rebounds, two of them offensive, and they just felt like killers both times that P.J. Tucker's down there banging on the glass and uh, making things happen for the Sixers. So I thought a couple of nice performances from Maxie and Tucker stepping up when Harden was out of the game. Yeah, P.J. Tucker, you know you see those clips of like, a Florida man or some guy in the bayou wrestling gators. That's what it looks like when P.J. Tucker gets to rebounding on the offensive glass. He is just wrestling down there and ripping that ball away. And that was a big one. It was a tie game. The ball went to Embiid there, Tass. You said it. It was like a minute or so left. He sort of settled for a contested jumper because they were throwing some bodies at him. And it looked like Tucker was a little too far under the net to me. Dorian Finney-Smith, you know, undersized or at least maybe underweight, uh, battling but had good position. I thought the ball was going to go to him. And Tucker just, like, relentlessly was like, nope, I'm at least getting a hand on this thing. What happens? Ball squirts out along the baseline. I think it sort of gets tapped to Melton. And then Dorian Finney-Smith, in fighting with Tucker, falls into him and they call the foul on that play. And then that led... Uh, obviously to another Sixers chance, and that led to Maxi with the the big three-pointer that he hit there, which was like sort of the game-winning three in a way. So um, just Tucker is... You just see, like, you know, we, we joke about it all the time. Oh, another another zero-point game for Tucker during the regular season. Oh, a bunch of nothing in that game. And then you get into these playoff series, like, holy crap. The guy just wins possessions and wins Huge. games, honestly. He was a monster yeah. in there, especially on a night where Embiid was definitely flustered. Totally. Despite the, that big block. Yeah. The dude wins games. And, yeah. and that's why Joel Embiid literally asked yeah. in the media <laughs> for P.J. Tucker to sign with them. Mm-hmm. And Daryl Morey went and paid a good sum for a three-year deal for a, an old player. <laughs> but uh, he won a championship a couple years ago in that role with the Bucks. You know, was fighting with the Heat last year, and here he is. He won a game. Literally, the series could have gone on longer because he wasn't fighting that way. It's totally true. So no way Embiid is suspended here for Game no. 4. No, okay. Everybody agrees with that. Uh, should they just sit him down for Game 4? <laughs> Don't even risk him getting more injured or doing something stupid. <laughs> I'm half joking, but... A little. I mean, it's maybe not the worst idea. <laughs> but I think uh, getting reps against a defense like the Nets is actually going to be good for Embiid and the Sixers. Five turnovers last night. They are so aggressive double-teaming him. They've got a lot of long-armed guys that they can throw at Embiid to make it really tough on him. And they're going to see a better version of that in the next series against the Celtics. they got a lot of long-armed defenders, but they can also score offensively as well. So having Embiid figure out a defense that's kind of trying everything to take the ball out of his hands and to make anybody else beat them, I think will be good long-term for the Sixers. Also, just want to say the Embiid block on Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't think I've ever seen a block that was that close to being a goaltend, man. That was 
unbelievable yeah. timing he had on that one to actually get it and be completely legit. I'm almost surprised the officials didn't immediately call the goal yeah. 10 so then you could go look at it in a game where they seem to be botching everything yeah. else. They, they actually got that one right. It was the right call. He, he somehow got there. Yeah, super close. At the yeah. last second. Yeah, yeah a stinky game that the refs became, uh, for the first time to me, the real story uh, throughout this postseason. It was, uh, it was a nice little run we had. Um, but, yeah, there was uh, so much chatter about that, and it took over the, the even the final two games, I think, on the night uh, because there was so much chatter. And, and I think Embiid in game four will have an easier time because I, I, I'm going to doubt Nick Claxton able, is able to repeat that performance because he didn't do it in two games. It didn't seem like Embiid had a match on the other side at all. I mean, they're they're sitting Claxton to play wings. And Claxton had an awesome game in this one when he was playing. The energy was ridiculous. Yeah. He was plus 13 in his minutes. And he was almost unplayable at times in the first two games. Uh, so that that's, you know, it's it's a double-edged sword. It was nice to see Nick Claxton do that because the Nets almost won. And if again, if he doesn't uh, do the little taunt, <laughs> which was just eyes, and then he actually signaled for the T himself because he knew that what he did was worth a T in that second second instance, and he's like, "All right, I'm gone." Uh, <laughs> if he's on the floor, I think they win. Mm. Um, so we'll see if he can repeat that. My only other notes from this one: it was nice uh, that Brooklyn gave us a game here because it looked like it was getting away, but Bridges just took over in that third quarter run where I think they ripped off a 14 to 0 run. He hit a tough corner three where he turned around and barked at the uh, Sixers bench, but nothing was called. He's a big trash talker. Yeah, I love that one. He had a putback dunk. He had a runner after he blew by Harden. Uh, and then Bridges finished with a fast break slam there uh, following a Sixers turnover. And that, and that got the Nets like back in the lead. And it was like, all right, at least we've, we've got a game here. You know, unfortunately, they lose, and it does feel like this series is either a sweep or maybe a gentleman sweep. Uh, where, you know, you take the first three, you give them game four and take care of business at home. But at least it got exciting there because yeah. this could have been a, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely right. This feels like the one that the Nets could have stolen. Yeah. So not good heading into game four, but anything could happen. Um, Bridges should have taken that shot instead of Dinwiddie. Like Bridges was cooking, like you were saying, but sometimes it's just Spencer time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That was Spencer time. And then they couldn't even get a shot at yeah. the last play where Royce O'Neal, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean... Bridges, they just had a miscommunication, I guess. Bridges said he should have just, I should have just went and yep. got the ball. Uh, instead, Royce throws it to, was it Melton? Melton, yeah. Who goes the other breaker. way, scores, and people that had the Sixers mm. by four and a half got the cover. That was a tough loss if you had Nets plus four and a half in that one. Uh, only other note, I forget when it happened. It was in the second half. There was that crazy back and forth and there was like big plays being made and there was sort of turnovers and Harlan was going nuts on the call. Do you remember what I'm talking yep. about? Yep. Incredible Harlan stuff. Like when he just keeps going and his voice starts ramping up more and more and it's just pandemonium. But then Reggie completely blows it and shits all over it after this minute call by Harlan, which is just epic. Reggie has to throw in a welcome to the NBA playoffs. That's <laughs> like, Reg, come on. I was like, just leave it. You don't have to say it. It was so good. That was my other random note. <laughs> That's a fair note. <laughs> hey, man, Reggie, he's doing all of his commercials. The guy's got a ton of commercials right now. He likes basketball. I'll give him that. Yeah, the guy's does. enthusiastic he about is. liking basketball. 
so much so that sometimes you just want to throw in one more time. I know. <laughs> Welcome to uh, NBA playoffs. That was a crazy back and forth affair. Uh, anything else? Or should we move on? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to the next game. Devin Booker, 45 points. This guy's cooking right now as the Suns top the Kawhi-less Clippers 129-124. The Clippers rule Kawhi Leonard out of Game 3 in a series that's 1-1 due to a right knee sprain a couple hours before this game, I guess it was in the afternoon. And it caught a lot of people by surprise. This guy looked like he was maybe the MVP of the postseason so far in games one and two, but we're told he banged up his knee in game one, played hurt in game two, and they elect here to rest him in, in game three, which they ultimately go on to lose, even though you know Norman Powell and, and Westbrook did all they could to keep him in this game. How, like, how, how shocked were you by this? Um, and where do we go moving forward in this series with Kawhi? Okay, here's how shocked I was. Not only did this happen yesterday, yesterday was also the day that Twitter finally took away blue check marks. So the tweet came in like very soon after people were figuring out all the journalists aren't verified anymore. Right. Is this real? Kawhi Leonard is sitting for game three in the playoffs. He's been the best player in the playoffs, playing the most minutes he has all season. And suddenly he's not out there for the first home game for the Clippers. That was uh, honestly a shock because I mean, there was definitely a three minute stretch in game two when he looked like clearly the best guy oh, yeah. on the court. He was stealing the ball from Kevin Durant at the top of the key. He was dishing to the corner, didn't get the shot he wanted, gets it back, drives to the hoop, says, no, shoot the ball from the corner. Finally got a three for Terrence Mann. He looked incredible and then did not show up uh, for game three. That was just honestly a shocker that you didn't think it was actually real considering how well uh, Kawhi has been playing so far. So it was real though he really didn't play (laughs) and it's such a bummer because you see how well the Clippers played last night you saw how they won game one you imagine this team with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George this series would be awesome this would be like the perfect series watching uh, those two go up against the Suns couple of stars and their additional all-stars as well but man very weird very very weird stuff it's like is he getting load managed in the playoffs they got an early game on this weekend. Yeah, on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, they got an early game Saturday. They play at 3.30. I'm not really joking. You think they sat him in game three just to win game four? I mean, he's... It's not surprising. It's obviously There's shocking. only one guy you would even consider that for. Yeah. No, yeah. no way. No <laughs> only way. one guy who you no would even they're question sitting it. Looking back to the 2019 finals run, he played hurt, so it's not surprising that he got injured in game one after... You know, reading those reports and played in game two and was dragging his team uh, up and down the floor. Uh, but shocking yeah, that he's not playing because he looked like literally the best player in basketball uh, through the first two games. It sucks. It sucks. And you bring up a good point about uh, seeing who is real on Twitter because in real scenarios, it's going to be a problem. Uh, so uh, <laughs> that's 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 no joke uh, with with the verification process. Yeah, very, very odd. Very, very odd. It sucks. It's just, it's just plain old sucks. I imagine he comes back for game four, I guess. Who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? Uh, Devin Booker was awesome in this game, though. 45, like I said. 18 for 29 shooting. That's 62%. Six boards, three steals, two blocks. Set the tone early. I love when Booker does this in any Suns game where he comes out in the first quarter. You're like, oh, it's going to be one of those nights. He had 13 points in the first quarter. Just a master class in scoring. Did you see that three he hit? Uh, I think it was in the third quarter. In the corner? Yeah, where there's five seconds left on the shot clock. Mm-hmm. And he gets it sort of he on the side. It. I think Westbrook is assuming, like most people, he's you know going to maybe dribble to the middle, maybe try and attack the rim. And instead, like almost circles the other way, 
to the corner, gets his feet behind, rises up, and hits that three. Like, Holy shit, what do you do with that? That is an absurd three. And he can hit those shots. And every guy the Clippers threw at him, every guy the Clippers put on him, it did not matter. He scored on basically every guy they put on a half-court uh, you know, defense on him. Just blew by them. And then he was getting buckets in transition, too. And that's how you get to 45 points. Yeah, and you think automatically Kawhi is going to be missed on the offensive end, but he really was missed on the defensive end, mm-hmm. him and Paul George, just because they want to go small, because they want to go micro, and they did, and it was successful. They need bigger, stronger defensive wings, and there ain't no stronger than Kawhi Leonard. So that's they really missed him. They still put up 124 points. Incredible how deep they are and that they just keep throwing out guys like Bones Highland chipping in, Norm Powell having a, a six-man-of-the-year snub game uh, to score <laughs> yeah. 40 freaking points after Malcolm Brogdon got the award earlier in the night. It, it was, was a three-point uh, game yeah, with like was, 144 was... to go, and then Torrey Craig hit a huge three. Ty lose the man. Big time three. Weird defense from Bones Highland on that one. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> Weird stuff from Bones. Asking for a call out in a play or a clear out in a playoff game, just get the hell out of the way. Like he's still Bones Highland. He's still Bones. Uh, but he scored some a lot of weird stuff in this game. Devin Booker played defense with a shoe. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say that was. I don't think I've ever seen that highlight, and I don't think you'll ever see it again. Devin Booker was playing defense without a shoe. And Morris hit a banked-in corner from the three. <laughs> like, I I can specifically remember one time in my life banking in a corner three. Where and you that, did. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, like, I can vividly remember it happening. It's yeah. so rare. Uh, so it happens occasionally in the NBA, but it never happens while the guy playing defense <laughs> has a shoe in his hand. No. <laughs> That's yeah, one of the most rare moments you'll ever see. And he had his hands up, too. Yeah, like, yeah. there was a slim, chance he, a slim chance he could have blocked it. With the shoe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then he banked it home, yeah. I love this quote from uh, Suns coach Monty Williams. He was sort of joking after the game. Quote, I almost feel bad for Kevin Durant sometimes because he's like an expensive decoy out there. He's standing at the 28-foot hash and the defender is right in his face. And that gives Book a number of opportunities to attack the basket. And you saw that a lot in this game. It's like they're obviously doing anything they can to prevent the ball from getting to KD. Uh, you know, Russ is playing actually incredibly well right now. This is wild, yep. his resurgence here. But, you know, Durant's just so far removed from the play, and they stick a guy on him. And that just opens up even more room for a guy like Devin Booker, who just was living at the lane. I mean, he's just go attacking, attacking, attacking. Uh, and that's how he got to 45, like I said. He has 109 points through the first three games of the series. He's another guy who has a case for best player of the playoffs yeah. so far. And he's been in the top 10 every single stretch of time he's been able to stay on the court this season. Early in the season, MVP candidate went down with the injury, came back. Looked great. Obviously, the pairing with Kevin Durant is great because Kevin Durant scored 28 points on 15 shots. It felt like a quiet game for him. Mm-hmm. Went to the line 11 times. I guess that's something the Suns have been talking about for the last month of the season. We never take free throws. They took 46 last night, probably because they realized the Clippers are playing a tiny team. We need to go to the hole. It worked. Are you um, concerned at all about the Suns' heavy minutes that their guys are playing here in this first-round series, early in the series, where KD is playing, you know, basically over 40 minutes a game, Booker the same thing, even Chris Paul last night playing over 40 minutes. Like, they are keeping a pretty short rotation because they don't have a depth. They don't have a lot of depth on this team. Is that going to come back to bite them in the ass or do what you got to do to advance? I don't think so at all. I'm not worried about it. I know Twitter is, but they do get rest. Um, they they 
are guys that have gone deep in the playoffs just two years ago. They they know what it takes. And Kevin Durant's been there, obviously, plenty himself. I think Cameron Payne coming back will uh, lessen the load on the oldies, especially like Chris, Chris Paul, Paul yeah. primarily. Because he had a bad game last night, I thought, Chris. He did, yeah. I mean, you can't sh- they're just saying, go ahead. We don't really trust that you can shoot all that well they're from leaving the side. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's had two of two of three poor games. One mm-hmm. One good game. But they're starting to find their flow. Like Devin Booker was quiet in, in game one, um, and quiet for him is 26 <laughs> points. But, uh, you know, he, he's come on. They're, they're finding their flow as well. I mean, Chris Paul can just go practice corner three-point shots in between game three and four. No, so he's got that's pretty cool. Farm. He's got State Farm commercials. He's cut more to shoot. Still filming. Just some big old shorts. Uh, <laughs> I agree. They need campaign back, though, because the only one I would really be worried about with minutes is Chris Paul. Like, he shouldn't be playing 40 minutes a night, but... There's no backup point guard right now, yeah. so he's kind of got to. Uh, the other game last night, Curry scores 36. Warriors beat the Kings 114-97 without Draymond Green. Dominant wire-to-wire victory here from Golden State. What were your big takeaways from this one in addition to Steph Curry? Just you know, reminding us always, don't worry, I got you for 30-plus. I'll hit a bunch of threes. Well, uh, Kevon Looney was obviously a monster on the boards. I, them being shorthanded without Draymond Green, I just thought Demonte Sabonis... When should be a little bit more assertive in the first half, and he just wasn't. He came on in the second half, and the numbers are there, but they didn't do enough. Uh, same sort of with Harrison Barnes. The, the, the those guys, you know, you can accept it from the younger guys, but I think I thought those two guys were just a little passive. And then the Warriors absolutely found their flow and were able to do whatever they wanted. And yeah, they feel good, and I guess we're we're dumb in not including Jordan Poole as a potential starter, uh, considering Draymond Green's going out. We're thinking bigs, of course, but Poole comes in as a guy who started all season long and didn't have a great game, but I think what's a bad sign for the Kings is that the more reps he gets, he will get better as, as the series goes on. He's still a great basketball player, and just like he did with the Celtics, where he, it looked like he had nowhere to go um, in that series, he came back and, and started to play better, so... Yeah, of course, you expect the Warriors to win a game, but I just thought the Kings were just a little, other than Fox in that first half, who was foxy, just a little too passive, I thought. This was the first time to me that the Kings looked like they were playing in their first playoffs. They looked completely inexperienced, uh, a little shy from the spotlight, uh, I thought, and I think that really plays out with guys like Keegan Murray not having a good game. Kevin Herter has had a stinker so far uh, for the Kings in the playoffs. This was a missed opportunity uh, for them, big time, though. Playing against uh, a Warriors team without Draymond, and they found out like right before the game that Gary Payton II wouldn't be playing as well. That's two huge defensive pieces um, for the Warriors. But yeah, we should have known. Anytime there's a problem with the Warriors, the solution ain't ever going to be going big. It's going to be going small. And you're right, Poole did not have a great game. But having Poole, Clay and Curry out there together. That's three guys you got to respect from the three-point line, so a lot more space inside. But the biggest change is that Steph Curry decided, I'm just going to win this game. He was taking deep threes. He was forcing the issue around double teams rather than just getting off the ball. With a spread court, more pick and roll. That's fewer turnovers for the Warriors, which is their biggest problem. Uh, And then, of course, Looney was insane. 420 beef on 420. Come on, man. Incredible stuff. Uh, I knew this game was over. First possession of the second half. Because you think, Looney's killing him on the glass. Halftime, Mike Brown's got to be saying, we cannot keep getting beat on the glass like this. Looney got an offensive rebound on the very first 
possession of the first half. You're like, well, mm-hmm. Kings just don't have it tonight. They ain't going to be able to to overcome a Warriors team playing with a lot of heart. And now game four is like incredible. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. If it's, dare I say it starts to feel like whoever wins that game four potentially wins the series, but there's a lot to be still uh, determined in this one. Uh, Looney just picked up Draymond Green slack. He played like Draymond Green because, you know, not only the 20 rebounds, nine on the offensive glass, he had nine assists too. Like a lot of those splashing yep. out to, to three-point shooters, a lot of them coming off, off off an offensive rebound, kicking out. That makes sense. But look, listen to this stat from Brad uh, Botkin of CBS Sports. That combination of rebounding and passing in a playoff game, he was the fourth player in history to record at least nine offensive boards and nine dimes in a playoff game. You want to try and guess the other three, and I'll tell you they're all MVP players. Nine, nine offensive, offensive rebounds. rebounds and nine dimes in a playoff game. All three MVPs. Shaq? No, it's a good guess. Probably the assists would be difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Garnett? No. Is that crazy? No. We got one current player. LeBron? No. I mean, yeah, I would. Tim Duncan? No. That'd be a wild one. That's a good guess, I think, but... Nine off... uh, One current... Giannis? No. Jokic? Jokic. Okay, yeah, he passes and rebounds. That that. makes sense. Uh, The other guy you saw on television last night. Red? No. (laughs) Not Reggie. (laughs) Not Reggie. An MVP song on the television, already. the Shaquille, the Charles. The Charles Barkley did it. <laughs> we saw him last night. And uh, one guy, I believe, was getting off some fire tweets. Magic Johnson? Magic Johnson. <laughs> Magic, Charles Barkley, Jokic, and now Looney. Nine offensive boards and nine dimes in a playoff <laughs> okay. game. Yeah. Okay, sure. Just an incredible game from him. And I thought the Warriors bench, you know, after Poole gets slotted into the starting lineup, they had been brutal through the first two games of the series. You know, they, they didn't kill it last night, 25 points combined, but Moody gave him some good minutes. He had mm-hmm. 13 points. And then some contributions here and there from, like, Kaminga, uh, Green, uh, even, I guess, Lamb was in there a little bit. And those guys barely played at all in this postseason. So they got a little bit from everybody. And they did all the things you want to do, right? They only had 11 turnovers, and they cleaned Big it time. up even as the game went on. They outscored the Kings in the paint, and they doubled up on second-chance points, 24-12. to 12, So. It was a dud. It was a bit of a just a yeah, dud the game from the was, Kings. Uh, the game was not that great because they just sort of dominated the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, and the I guess it was the Kings' first road game in the playoffs, and that's that's their excuse, or I think that seems to be the reason. Yeah. They, they just well, the Warriors are a dominant bit. at home. Yeah. <laughs> the Warriors are good. Their backs were against the wall. They needed that game uh, 100%. That was like an MVP on one of the greats of all time performances by Steph Curry. So, yeah, you lose to that, but also 23% from three, 15 turnovers. That's youth. That's youth, baby. Yeah. They're going to need Herter and Murray to have some, they gotta you know, hit some, have some games or yeah. Monk on the road uh, have games where they can hit well, some Well, Murray's shots. been bad Absolutely. the whole series, which yes. is fine. So is Herter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Herter like has. Three Herter, 20 or something. Yeah, Herter plays a lot more. Uh, so that those Herter, <laughs> those Herter a little more. bit more. Yeah. yeah, so game four, obviously, this weekend, which is, should be incredible, that game four. Uh, Draymond, in theory, back, and I would assume back in the starting lineup, and unless Steve Kerr's a crazy man. You imagine? Looney <laughs> uh, played really, really well. Maybe they like the pool, that speed. Uh, I don't know. I doubt it. Draymond will be in there. Okay, we got to take a break. When we come back, though, we got to get into the Raptors firing head coach Nick Nurse, no That's doubt. That's right. Uh, Brogdon winning sixth man of the year, and we'll look ahead to the second weekend of the NBA playoffs. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers. I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air-knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak Polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. All right, a little bit of news here on a Friday. The Raptors have fired Nick Nurse earlier today, ending their relationship with the coach who led them to their lone NBA championship. He amassed a 227-163 record in five seasons with the Raptors and obviously won the title in 18-19, his first season at the helm, but they went 41-41 and this year. And Masai Ujiri, the team's president and vice chairman, said the dismissal is, quote, an opportunity for us to reset, to refocus, to put into place the personnel and the players who will help us reach the goal of winning our next championship, end quote. Hmm. Probably not surprised by yeah. this news task because yeah. we had been talking about this sort of since the All-Star break when we were starting to hear some whispers that maybe Nurse would be uh, moving on at the end of the season. But what do you think? Huge news. And I don't mean the Nick Nurse news. I mean Sham Sharanya's new uh, avatar. Did you see that? Oh, with, uh, style with that leather, leather jacket? jacket? Yeah, I could see Nick Nurse trying to pull that off. We were joking that maybe we should <laughs> yes. uh, put in some like fawns like thumbs into that. Shams. Hey. Yeah, hey. Yeah, let's make a video for him. Hey, breaking news. <laughs> um, but anyway. Maybe we'll go with that. Yeah, maybe I'll go with that. That's you think good. he'll run with That's it? That's good. Yeah, possibly. Maybe. Uh, we can talk to Michelle Beadle, his colleague. <laughs> She'll get into it. Those whispers, I guess, came true. Um, that there was something going on in the locker room where there just wasn't a lot of happiness and chemistry. And I thought it was primarily from the players. And maybe it partly was, but it's five years at the helm. And I guess that's how she rolls. I don't think anybody else could have done a better job this year. Like, you know, you can always 
uh, pinpoint, but I just think it's the group. I think there will be more changes. I don't think this is it. Um, but it was, it was a great run. It was a very, 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 very great run uh, for Nick Nurse. Definitely feels like a new era for the Raptors is going to be starting this summer. Yeah. There are player question marks. There is now a coach question mark. Somebody's going to hire Bobby Webster at some point. Like Somebody's going to drop the bag on that guy and say, come be the number one right. guy. Uh, so maybe that changes as well. But, yeah, the writing has been on the wall. Uh so much so that Nick Nurse was kind of campaigning for jobs at the end of his tenure with <laughs> yeah. the Raptors. So it seems like he will be falling on his feet pretty quickly. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's always sad when your team relieves the greatest coach in franchise history of the, their duties. Yeah, absolutely. I see that Kareen and Shams, you know, reporting what went wrong. They're pointing to two things, really. One, that Nurse in the front office did not see eye-to-eye eye on player usage this year, especially when it came to some of the younger less proven players you know that is nurse's thing where he leans heavily on his starters his stars you know leans into big big minutes for those guys where maybe he should have been developing the bench more but then the counter to that is what bench these guys are not very good that you put on this roster uh so who's right there and that's where you could see some uh you know something where they're not perfectly aligned there's that i don't know who that is well I suppose it could be Precious Achua, but he tried. Mm-hmm. Who else would it be? They they started Christian Coloco. Plenty. They did start yeah. him for a little bit there. I don't know who it is. So I'm not sure uh, on that one. The other thing is, and Gary Tread Jr. even addressed this after the season, is the idea of Nick Nurse and his criticism being shared with the press and the media before it would maybe be shared with players and that that could have frayed some relationships. Uh, he calls out guys a lot. And that is a thing that Nick Absolutely Nurse does. does. And I think okay, I think it's okay. fine when you're winning 50, 60 games, making noise in the playoffs, obviously winning the chip the one year. That becomes more irritating the longer you've been around someone, sure. And then when you're you're, you're uh, floundering a little bit and you're a 500 team and you're not playing up to expectations – then you're like, okay, man, what the hell? So it, I, I think these are all like, – these guys are plugged in. I mean, Eric Kareem knows his team better than anyone, and then and Shams is the guy. So uh, I believe all this. And, and, and to even then circle back to this whole idea, and I think Nurse has talked about it, just the idea of, like, a guy being the voice in a locker room for a long time. People start to just get tired of working with each other. <laughs> Not us. <laughs> <laughs> but some people do. And uh, this idea of, like, just fresh starts and need a new voice and to, like, just sort of – you know, refocus to use Masai's words, and maybe it's Udoka, maybe it's another coach, it's a, someone there. There's there's talent on this team, and they're a 500 team, but that was still disappointing, for sure. They had a disappointing year. Yeah, this year was a disappointing year. They have not had a disappointing year in a while, though. <laughs> it was a two really seasons. good run. They won like 27 games two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. To get oh uh, yeah, yeah, when things weren't uh... Tampa, classic Tampa. Yeah, it was year. a damp- disappointing season yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's injuries and stuff in that one. I mean, that one that one sort of makes sense. Um, yeah. There was some friction, that's for sure. Uh, that's it. I mean, it was a good run. Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., Pirtle, they can all be free agents this summer. And uh, Siakam is up for an extension. We'll find out whether it's uh, Supermax uh, if he makes all NBA, which I think he'll be very close. He'll be on the fringes of maybe cracking one of those teams. Um, but we'll yep. see. Those will be decisions for Masai, in theory, and Bobby Webster to make. By the way, some of you might care. Some of you definitely won't. But Blake Murphy did find out that Nurse is still locked in and committed to the Canadian national program. Uh, he's the men's uh, head coach uh, for their Olympic team. He has a deal through 2024. 
uh, of the Olympics, great relationships in the organization, and, you know, a lot uh, with his resume and his legacy to bring Canada basketball or, or to get Canada basketball really on the level a lot of people think it should be with all these NBA players. So I guess Nurse is going to still be there, you know, through FIBA and all this stuff uh, into the 2024 Olympics, which is good news. Because the whole thing there is this idea of, like, get guys committed, uh, and that includes your coaching staff, to then try and make some noise in the international game. As long as he doesn't call out his players for not playing well. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, seemed to be the death knell that uh, the guys who he won with seemingly had a problem with. Uh, him, specifically. That, that has to be it, really. That Yeah, they're probably like, man, we're playing a million minutes every single year, and you're calling us out? I would be offended <laughs> after years of it. Uh, will Nick Nurse be coaching the Rockets? We'll wait to find out about that. They can't afford him. And uh, Tillman, you're going to pay up? And who will be coaching the Toronto Raptors? Uh, like I said, Udoka's name at the top of a lot of people's list. Jerry Stackhouse uh, is a name that always gets thrown around with his ties um, to the organi- to the organization. He with the Raptors? No. Uh, no, 905. G League 905. Oh, right, right, right. Sort yeah, of. Nice. He's a Raptor at heart. He won yeah, the yeah, won the 905 championship. championship. Uh, Patrick Matumbo too is always a, a name that's uh, a potential you know new voice, new head coach uh, at the NBA level. So we'll see. Uh, other piece of news here: Celtics guard Malcolm Brogdon named the winner of the NBA Six Man of the Year on Thursday. He edged out Knicks guard Emmanuel quickly for the award. Uh, Brogdon got 60 of the 100 first place votes. 408 total points. It was pretty close. Quickly finished with 34 first place votes and 326 total points. So very likely be one of the closer races when it comes to all these awards. Bobby Portis coming in third for the sixth man of the year. He got six first place votes and 97 total points. Big Braga Daga. Big Braga Daga. Uh, obviously, an addition was acquired by the Celtics in the summer to help their chances to try and get back to the finals and, and made a difference coming off the bench in every game and winning this award that people were torn between either Brogdon or quickly. We should have seen it coming. We should have seen it coming when the announcement was Thursday night. <laughs> TNT doing their broadcast from Atlanta, Boston, coming to Atlanta, and then he was here in person. Yeah. God, I'm so disappointed in myself. <laughs> should have came up with that one. Not shocked at all? I mean, uh, not shocked at all, but it definitely felt like quickly had closed the gap a little bit during the last couple of months of the season. But apparently the fact that Brogdon is a pure bench player certainly factored into this. Zero starts for Brogdon. I think 24 starts for Emmanuel quickly. But big congratulations to Malcolm Brogdon on making the Hall of Fame. Every other Celtic who's won six man of the year, they're in the Hall of Fame. Jesus. You know who it is? Bill. Bill Walton. Billy Walton. Havlicek. Havlicek never won it. Oh, <laughs> it, was, it came after It's him. named after it's him. It's named <laughs> after him. And Mikhail is the other one. So uh, yeah. uh, put him on the Mount Rushmore of six men of the year. Well, how about Havlicek, this? Havlicek, Mikhail, Walton, and Brogdon. Brogdon, just the second player to win both six man and rookie of the year. Can you name the other one? James Harden. No. No. Uh, which? Well, how many? Six man and rook. Just one other guy? Yeah. Mike Miller. There you go. Nice. There nice, you nice, go. Nice. So they've now announced uh, sixth man, coach, clutch, and DPOY, that leaves us with the big one, MVP, Rookie of the Year, yep. and Most Improved. Yep. Uh, though Larry Markkinen is yeah, finishing his military duties in, in Finland, if he is the one that's going to win this. Uh, I did see Timmy Bontemps, though, said the league expects to announce the other rounds, uh, the other awards, excuse me, next week. So it won't be coming on the playoffs 
if we can believe Tim Bontemps, who I believe actually spoiled all these award winners. Did you guys see my Saturday podcast where I had my crazy theory? You had your theory? Yeah, because he had a post. Your Bontemps And then post. just the way they were put in order, they weren't alphabetically for each of the finalists. <laughs> it was about the finalists. Mm. And so far, check, 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 check. Now, some of them obvious, sure, and Mike Brown and stuff like that. But uh, if we are still going with the Bontemps... The Bontemps Ruined leak. everything. Yeah, the Bontemps leak. <laughs> Jokic will be winning. That would be the huge shocker. Because he had Jokic first in his little list. Interesting. And interesting. then the other one, uh, I believe, was off the top of my head, Lowry Markkinen. And uh, what's the other one left? What did I say? Most improved. Oh, no, sorry. Rookie and, MVP, and Paolo. Rookie Paolo, 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 yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. He's alphabetical. Mike Brown wasn't alphabetical. He wasn't the first. Well, yeah, but some of them were. Some uh, of them were okay. not. Okay. Uh, and gotcha. even uh, <laughs> it's it's holding true my 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 weird my weird theory right now. I like this. But this MVP one will be the big we're one. We're on to you, Tim. <laughs> gotcha, Tim. Uh, all right, let's okay, look ahead to the uh, NBA weekend. Okay, eleven games on, because three tonight, four on Saturday, four on Sunday. Tonight, Celtics, Hawks, Cavs, Knicks. Nuggets, Timberwolves, and then everybody playing uh, another game there on the weekend. So I got some questions for you guys. TK, you got to start. What's the biggest burning question heading into the second weekend of the NBA playoffs? How many points is LeBron James going to score on Saturday night? (laughs) (laughs) This guy got called old. Dylan Brooks said, I don't respect anybody until they give me 40. Just asking for somebody to score 40 points against them. And honestly, LeBron, I was shocked to see that he's the leading scorer for the Lakers in this series so far. It doesn't feel like he's been very aggressive, put his stamp on this series yet. He's taken 16 threes and only eight free throws. Not really attacking the hoop. When Dylan Brooks said, we'll see if he wants to make it a one-on-one game or just stand on the sideline and shoot threes, he's kind of right. Only 23 two-point attempts for LeBron thus far, but he got called out. This is the first real Lakers home game since 2013. Like (laughs) They didn't have full fans for 2021. They were in the bubble for 2020, and prior to that, they weren't making the playoffs at the end of Kobe's career. So, 10 years without a playoff game at home, and now you got a LeBron James who is waiting to put his mark on this series. Just got called out by one of his greatest needlers going in the league right now. That's a question for me, alongside will John Morant play? Is he going to come back? He was sitting out with pain tolerance for his hand. Every click you saw of him was just shooting left-handed. Obviously didn't play game two, so... He will return sometime, had a little bit more time off here uh, for his hand to heal. So let's see if he's on the court. Yeah, the LeBron factor is obviously, <laughs> it's huge. It's going to be hilarious. Uh, how he starts the game, I think, um, won't dictate how he ends the game. I think he's going to take it slow and not you know, not try and cram it on Dylan Brooks. But as soon as Jaron Jackson Jr. leaves the floor, he's got an opportunity to do some cramming. Yeah, uh, Dylan Brooks is. Right, to some degree, he's shooting a lot uh, from the perimeter, eight threes a game. It's the same sort of thing he did uh, in their short playoff run in 2021, eight threes a game. He's a different guy, there's no doubt, but he's shooting nearly 70% from two, actually leading the playoffs in two-point percentage. Cool stat, bro. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, he'll take it easy, and then when he sees the opportunity, we'll see if he, if he takes it. Yeah, the John Moran thing is huge. Will he play? Um, and uh, how will he play? And I guess he's got a bit of a, an example when um, he first got into the playoffs. 2021 was his first playoff run. He was playing against the Jazz, Grizz Jazz. They were the lower seed the Grizzlies were. And Donovan Mitchell was out the first game and then came back and ran the table. So 
Hopefully he can say, I'm going to do that. Um, because he hasn't. He obviously hasn't won a game this series himself. He has to do that as a superstar. He can do that. So they obviously need him. Will it be game three? Will it be game four? Yeah, that one looks serious. Yeah. Big burning questions across a lot of series are like, are, is John Morant going to play? Is Giannis going to play? Is Kawhi going to play in game four, as we already talked about? Uh, some of these superstars. Uh, do you have anything else as a burning question now this that, weekend? I mean, I was burning. That was the burning that one, one for me. Yeah. You're excited about that one? How about this one? Will Carl Anthony Towns show up to the playoffs? That's a good burning. He's been brutal through these first two games. He has 21 points total in the two games against Denver. That's not a lot. Nine turnovers to eight made field goals. He's shooting 3 of 12 from deep, where he's definitely settling a little bit. And uh, he's racked up seven fouls. There's that, too. So for them to have any chance, they're not going to win the series, but they could they could take a game three and make things a little interesting. I don't think that's uh, out of the realm of possibility, but he needs to play so much better. And I would even add, you know, Towns having a good game would be nice here. Maybe Trey Young, too. These are two guys that are going to be involved in a whole lot <laughs> of trade rumors and already have been. Uh, Trey had a, f- a better game, too in the loss to the Celtics, but still turning the ball over too much cannot like have a game where he just sort of like gets unleashed from three. He just continues to put up like, you know, he shoots 25% from three. He's like on a hell of a run here where he just can't have a really good game from deep. So it'd be nice for the Hawks fans to see him have a, have a monster game where he you know, takes over and, and gets them possibly a victory. So that's going to be very tough against the Celtics yeah. team. I, I do think the Wolves found something out with Carl Anthony Towns more on the perimeter and that's where he was a monster in the playing games. He was amazing in the play, yeah, playing games. He just has games. to hit shots. Yeah, and he found his flow. So I think that's uh, that's where the Wolves found their flow is Rudy, Roland, Towns, nowhere near uh, the paint. But he was good at, yeah, again, shooting the three ball. So that's different. You and, have yeah. a lot more faith in the Wolves being able to win a game this weekend than maybe the Hawks. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I have, I have faith that the Wolves are taking one. But I ain't I ain't selling on the Hawks quite yet. No, they're not winning the series. But yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, just winning. I game. guess I guess I'm just looking at the the template from last year. They won Game Three against the Heat after looking bad. So why not mm. win a game? Are you going to be um, in the arena, standing room only? No, picks? you? No, I don't think so. Mm. I think they're going to get killed. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> that's the problem. I saw them just play in Boston in Game Two, and I couldn't believe. Oh what yeah, I was you've watching. already done it. It was like the Celtics were scoring a layup every time or a three pointer yeah, every I, time. There was just like, I mean, you have Trey Young and then Bogdanovich, who you sort of got to play for, you know, shooting reasons. They just, they're just turnstiles. They just go around them. I think, uh, are the Celtics 5-0 and so far against the Hawks this year? Uh, they smashed the Hawks when I saw them play here. Yeah. Uh, talk to Steve. Yeah, they are. He loves the idea of Steve room only pricing. Hates the idea of standing for three hours straight, though. This is your father, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so That's... respect to that. Might have to go seat room only uh, for this game, but I don't know that I want to spend a whole bunch of money. Seeing the last game of the season. I know. So we'll see what it happens is the, on Sunday. It, it is the spicy game, though. It is Those the spicy game threes game. where you're down 2-0, you're finally playing in front of your fans, and it's like your season is just completely on the line. The Nets, it was a perfect example. Fun game to go watch last night. I mean, what they ultimately been? lose, but yep. they gave it their all. There was a lot of fireworks in it, but uh, hopefully we get that here in Atlanta tonight and uh, later in, uh, in Minnesota. Uh, most anticipated game of the 11 on the docket. Which one of you got circled? I know you'll be watching them all because you're a sicko, but 
Where are you going? I've circled a few games okay. upon my calendar, but I am excited for Cavs next game three tonight. Oh, yeah. In Madison Square Garden. Should be an exciting one. Looking forward to seeing what the Cavs roll guys do on the road. They got a great performance from Karis Levert in game two. Danny Green showed up. He had a few threes. Looks like a playable player. We'll see how that translates to being on the road. And from the Knicks point of view, we'll see... What their adjustment is with Jalen Brunson being trapped, because I thought that kind of really threw them out of whack offensively. It took them a lot longer to get into their sets. Obviously, Brunson wasn't as effective as he was in game one. There's got to be some kind of an adjustment, though I will say Tom Thibodeau, not the uh, most creative offensive mind at all times. Sometimes it's just, hey, you're the point guard do some sweet moves, and we'll see how you score. So there's got to be a little bit something more than that, uh, figuring out how to get Brunson going and it'd be nice to see quickly have a nice game he hasn't really had much of an impact so far in this series and that's a guy that i thought was going to be balling up that game three i think is on abc tonight the friday night nationally televised game friday night at the garden that's right that's right that's right yeah that gets uh priority over boston atlanta and denver minnesota that the league has been trying to hide a little bit uh throughout the (laughs) first a little bit yeah so yeah cleveland minnesota can't wait Uh, uh every year it feels like somebody Somebody sings the lyrics from Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. 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 This one, uh, the bodies have been hitting the floor, and I just want to see if the Knicks can battle through. There was uh, a lot of bumps taken in Game 2. So many of their guys. Jalen Brunson getting romped many times. Uh, Julius Randle is hurt. We'll see how they can uh, how they can keep battling against this monstrous Cavs team. And I'm just excited to hopefully see both teams play a good game at the same time because that hasn't happened mm, uh, true, through two games. True, Let's do this. True, true. Let's Let's do this. this. And then, uh, yeah, Clips, Suns. I mean, this feels like a great series because all three games have been really, really good. No one's backing down. And uh, 3.30 Saturday, I guess Kawhi could have been <laughs> sat for game four. I don't know, man. I don't know. But I expect him to come back. Who knows? Also, who knows? You have no also, idea, who man. knows? Who knows? Uh, one bold prediction for this weekend. Go wherever you want. Tass, why don't you get us started? One bold prediction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dylan Brooks and LeBron James are going to tussle. Let's just say they're going to tussle. They're going to hold each other's bods and hit the floor. <laughs> wow. That's bold. Okay. Dylan Bro- I mean, at some point, I know LeBron keeps it cool. Yeah. He's had his ear blown. Um, he's, he's seen it all. He's seen it all, but at some point Dylan Dylan will get right in his armpits and they'll hit the floor together. Wow. I don't I don't, th- I don't think LeBron's gonna do <laughs> a lot of throwing. Right yeah, like he's gonna get he's gonna get so tight into LeBron's body that LeBron will have no no choice but to like at least try and squiggle out of it, and then they'll hit the floor. That's all. So it's not gonna be much of a tussle, but that's gonna be the headline. Like a wrap up that sort of spills to the floor. Okay. Yeah. Between Brooks and LeBron. Like, it's like it's that would be quite rattled for LeBron. No doubt. Yeah, I yeah, I don't again what he's gonna be doing is trying to get away from Brooks, but <laughs> you can't. You can't. That guy is uh, squirmy. Will we have another nutshot controversy from one of these games? Is that your bold prediction? Oh my bold prediction. Sorry. We're getting another kick. Probably. I think it's going to be in Clippers versus Suns. Chris Paul and Bones Highland. They've had a couple of little just run-ins. And Bones Bones is just a little extra uh, in general. He'll take a crazy shot. He will get in anybody's face. Um, so, yeah, they, there seems to be something simmering there. And, you know, this is this is the playoffs of nut kicks. So I just assume <laughs> thing, things like this come in threes. We've seen two of them so far. Kick-wise. It's, kick, kick-wise. Yeah. it's probably going to happen. 
Uh, and we'll be talking about it on Monday. Oh my God! Can you believe that he only got a flagrant one for that, <laughs> or it was a flagrant two, or he got suspended, or he should have been? And it just sort of continues because what happens is like it's always compared to the one that just happened yep. prior, and then it's one prior to that, and that's the playoffs. Uh, all right, bold predictions. Let's hear from everybody out there. Drop them in the stream team right now. If you're listening later, you got time to tweet them in at No Dunks Inc. Get creative with your bold predictions from any of these. 11 games. Uh, we might have a playback or two in us at some point this weekend. Maybe even tonight. Mm, a Friday night playback. Only for the true NBA sickos <laughs> out there. Uh, we'll take our final break. When we come back, rapid fire. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Oh, yeah, the Photoshop boys are at work. Jerome whipping together this slick edit. Shams in his new Twitter profile pic. Got that sexy leather jacket. Look at beads and Shams cruising along there. <laughs> Grease lightning. We go together like Shamalamalam. <laughs> so good. Shams' hair ain't moving despite the wind. No right. question. Oh, fantastic. Uh, fun prediction here in the stream team from Ishmael San Diego. Somebody scoring 50 this weekend. Be I like nice, that. Yeah. I like that prediction. You could see that. Uh, what is the highest at this point? Is it Booker's 45? Has anybody got so. over that? No, that sounds right. Yeah, so, so 50. I also saw somebody on Twitter asking us, like, is somebody with the way people score, like, going to beat Michael Jordan's playoff record here, <laughs> like, in the coming weeks? I'm like, Jesus. Definitely could Definitely be possible. possible. Yep. So, who we got there. Uh, so, good stuff. Keep your predictions coming for the second weekend of the playoffs. Okay, guys. Let's start wrapping this up. We got to stock up on energy for all these games. We'll end with some rapid fire fun. Here, let me let me jump in quick. I think Tim Bontemps deleted that tweet. What tweet? Your your favorite tweet uh, that led to your conspiracy theory about the award winners. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I didn't even know he had retweeted me. The Bontemps link is real. <laughs> 
No, I mean, I thought, I th- oh, where did he reveal his, on his podcast? No, on the pod- it was an ESPN article uh, I thought he that I it. noted on our podcast on that Saturday where I did the solo podcast. I thought he tweeted it. Well, I tweeted, did Tim, like in sharing the show, <laughs> did Tim Bontemps ruin the award winners? Yeah. Maybe he had retweeted that. I don't know. Nah. No. Okay. okay. Yeah, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right, rapid fire. How do you not tweet that? Tim. Who? Tim. Tim the tweeter. <laughs> How did he not tweet it? Yeah, his own. Well, his think, own. I mean, I made it up. No, his own. The award finalists. Oh, he's a newsman. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. How they do <laughs> okay, this is rapid fire. First one. <laughs> Task will get us started. According to some fun reporting by Tim McMahon. Mm. Oh, Bam McMahon. Not Timmy Bontemps. Tim McMahon and his ESPN coworkers. There was a bunch of them working on this story. Uh, Grizzlies guard Desmond Bain has a medical reason. To violate an unwritten NBA rule, and that is wearing LeBron's shoes while playing against LeBron and the Lakers. That is what Desmond Bain is doing. Here's Bain. Asked about it. Said, quote, I gotta leave my pride to the side and do what's best for my body and my career. Pride so I guess the these, uh, these LeBrons, these particular LeBrons that he wear. Yeah, what are they? Uh, 20. The 20s, yeah. They help him. He's medically cleared to play in them. He's got to wear them. Even though it's weird, you're going against the guy. He says, I don't care. i got to put my pride aside. So the question is, tell us about a time you swallowed your pride, Tasmellis. Well, I guess this is uh, sort of an antithesis to what uh, our man Bane is doing because I didn't go run a half marathon, not because of my body, uh, but because I didn't train. And uh, even though I signed up for months in advance, paid for the thing, I didn't go and show up for, for my run. <laughs> It was too cold, number one. No, yeah. it's more because I didn't train. And so I had to swallow it. Yeah. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to do it. That's why I signed up. But just I had didn't to feel suck like it ready. up. Yeah, yeah well, I was not training. ready. Um, and I didn't have a pair of LeBrons to run in either. So that, that hurt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what about you, TK? It uh, happened last night for me, actually. I tried to go to Taco Bell. Because I read the story in the New Yorker about the Taco Bell Innovation <laughs> Kitchen. I was like, I got to go pay tribute. <laughs> I got to get me a Crunchwrap Supreme, a feat of engineering. <laughs> But the line was much too long. Huh. <laughs> Whoa. I was like, all right, I can wait six minutes. Got in line, didn't move at all. It was probably going to take 45 minutes. Too long. Then I realized, hey, it's 420. This makes sense. Uh, this uh, makes sense why there's a long line I was line wondering here. if everybody was reading that article or something. <laughs> but yeah, 420 yeah, makes way more sense. Yeah, it was like a 930 at night. I was like, okay, understandable. So I just went to Wings Mania instead. It's <laughs> probably good. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got some of, my best, some of the best wings in the Decatur area. Did this uh, feat of engineering article contemplate putting all the ingredients that they have together and making a fry supreme like they do in Canada? Because they have all the ingredients, but they don't have a fry it supreme. Is, it's crazy it's to me that they don't do that. It must be a market thing. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, they talk about the failed products, of course. Yeah. The Crunchwrap. It was invented 13 years before it came out. But the woman who created it just couldn't convince people to give it a chance. Wow. And now it's the biggest hit out there. I never ordered the thing, and I was ready for it yesterday. <laughs> Maybe today. Mm. 421. It'll be less busy, I <laughs> yeah. guarantee you. Yep. I'll talk about today. All right, JD, tell us about a time you swallowed your pride. Yeah, I um, I was playing in a pickleball league with Rachel, my wife. Uh, she fired me, essentially, because I suck. Um, oh. So I've <laughs> swallowed my pride, and this week I've started um, playing. I, I went to a be- an emerging beginner's clinic. So I'm back to basics. I'm learning the game because I stink. I just stink at it. And she is far and away 
She has a duper rating. She's almost a four. A four duper rating? That's huge. Already? What does that mean? I mean... I don't know. It's, okay. you, you play... Like, wait, how, what's it out of? Four out of what? I think it's out of ten. Okay. The pros are usually seven, uh, between oh. seven and eight. So All she's right. out of four. Jesus. For playing since September. So, uh, yeah. So I'm back to the... You know, I stink. That's it. So I swallowed my pride. Go back to a beginner clinic. Will your goal be then to... Obviously, learn the skills, work your way up the ranks, get that duper rating up, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then team up with your wife or battle your wife. <laughs> battle first, then team up. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. Break her down first. Got to light her up. Yeah, you know. Gotcha. <laughs> no, I mean, she's created a monster because you really didn't want to go to that clinic. I didn't. I, we heard her come in here and basically. Tell her you you were going, you, yeah, know, you were dragging like, your ass there. It didn't seem like you wanted to go. Well, we did no bunts that day. We, yep. Then we did no dunks, and I did. Is this good with Matty O? I'm tired. Uh, yeah, a lot of podcast. You know what? I had a blast though, so I'm glad she made me good. go. But yeah. she did. She was like, "You're going." <laughs> I walked out <laughs> of the room. Skills up. <laughs> Next one here, Derek White is washed when it comes to fashion. On the floor, he's killing it. He's averaging 25-6, four and a half assists, two and a half blocks through the first two games of his series against Atlanta. But White says the washed, W-A-S-H-E-D on his sweatshirt, it stands for, we are superheroes every day. And is dedicated to all the dads out there. Shout out to you dads, you washed dads. <laughs> this is for every dad out there. Yeah, so my question off of this, and we're showing you Derek White's sweater here on YouTube. Uh, nice what, what dad-related acronym would you like to see <laughs> on some No Dunks merch? <laughs> well, I wouldn't make a cream sweater like my man uh, Derek White. Like so this is going to get dirty. Oh, for dad. Yeah, exactly. I'm very worried about a, a white sweater. <laughs> yeah. I think they look cool. Oh, I think But I'm like, You're, oh. I'm going to spill them. This guarantee. That looks I'm going awesome. to Taco Bell at 930 at night. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> uh, I'm going with ABS. Always be snacking. Oh, because okay. uh, I don't need to eat a meals because my kids don't finish theirs. I just eat it all. Oh, uh, smart. Always be trickle snacking. Down food. Yeah, trickle down food. They eat Nutella. That's awesome. Oh, Nutella's yeah. so good. I wouldn't ever choose it as an adult, but since the kids are, <laughs> bam, done. It's Also, it's the playoffs, uh, so I'm always snacking anyways. Mm, just, okay. just in front of the television. NMN, no meals needed. <laughs> That's Nick Nurse's new hat. Uh, okay, Trey, what do you got? Dudes. Dudes. All right. Dudes, okay. Dads United doing everyday stuff. <laughs> Damn, that's really good. That's probably a shirt already. I got to check that. We're launching an Instagram, and it's just dads doing the most boring things. Mm. Taking out the trash. Yeah. Good taking one. out the mail. Making a school lunch. Replacing an electrical outlet. Pour a cup of coffee. Just everyday stuff that dads do. Dads being dudes. <laughs> dads being dudes. Than this. Uh, did you put Did you put the electrical outlet on Instagram? Because I need to. Uh, I need to copy you. I need to do it. <laughs> I need to I replace an electrical outlet too. Oh, oh. got a couple dads over here. So who's going to put it up on the Instagram page first? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like that one, dudes. Uh, what do you got, JD? Uh, the uh, The other day, Tassie uh, sheepishly admitted to me that he. He does play kids' music for his kids. He doesn't let them yeah. listen to it. It's not that you don't let them, but you don't you don't play. Yeah, generally. Kids. Did you yeah. hear that chicken wing song on yeah, yesterday's yeah. show? You're, yeah. you're, sorry, I, you're saying that the music played is generally kids', kids music, music or kids' yeah. versions yeah. of songs, not the actual exactly. song. Kids' okay. bop, that gotcha, kind of thing. Gotcha. Baby Shark, the chicken oh, wing boy. song. I got you, I got you, that I got kind you. of thing. Uh, and I'm 
very against it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm in the small minority of just bad dads who don't like it. So my uh, acronyms is uh, Dad's Intolerant of Children's <laughs> Kitschy Songs, also Dicks. <laughs> <laughs> wow, with a little baby crossed out. A little baby, with kind of with headphones with it crossed out. Oh, those are just okay. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Those are just ears. There's enough music in the world. We don't, we don't need a kid's bop version right. of Taylor Swift songs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you're right. No, you're, you're right. And you're not a dick, although the acronym is phenomenal. You're, you. I'm doing my kids a disservice by... It's not your kids. Up. It's your. It's for your kids. You're a great dad. That's the thing. Like, nah, you're, you're, I'm not. You're you're doing you're, you're playing real music, yeah. right? Yeah, and I'm playing. You're playing the original music. Beatles version of Chicken Wing Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. That was a Ringo song. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just put one on every record for some reason. <laughs> All right, great answers. I am happy with that question. Uh, finally, here it's got nothing to do with basketball, but it's a fun one. Earlier this week, Netflix announced that it was ending its DVD by mail business and would ship its final DVDs to customers later this fall, September 29th to be exact. According to the Times, got some fun facts here for you. Beetlejuice was the first DVD shipped by the company. (laughs) Wow. And I'm talking about Netflix like sending out DVDs in the mail in those red envelopes. Beetlejuice. It was going on for a long time. Beetlejuice, first one uh, in March of 98. And the most frequently requested film by this DVD by mail business, The Blind Side. Wow. Starring Sandra Bullock. Yep. What? I've never seen that. I haven't either. <laughs> I've seen it. Didn't she did she win? She may have uh, won the best actress. Really? Maybe, yeah. yeah. Wow. She's definitely nominated. She's a successful nominated. one for yeah. sure that, yeah, yeah. that year. Uh, so the blind side, I guess, is uh, maybe you, yeah, I guess you log in and request it. You gotta wait for the DVDs to come back <laughs> in the mail. Uh, anyway, my question off of this. What is the weirdest movie you own on DVD? Because we all have them. Oh, we do. What's the weirdest one? I'm going curveball. I've got a bunch, but my weirdest in my collection, because I I do still have them in a cupboard somewhere, and and they're sort of visible. So this is is more of a visual one, because the the sleeve is so much thinner, is your guy's college practicum. (laughs) The floor. The floor, yeah. Yeah, because it's uh, such a slim one, it really stands out. I mean, I have my own as well. Um, but yeah, here we here we go. JD's searching JD's, for JD's it. JD's got it. That was a quick find. There it is. There it right is. There. Yeah, hold on. It's a DVD. Uh, the is. floor. The floor. Nice. Which was our yeah final uh, project. The practicum the they called it. Yeah, yeah and uh, the question was, what's the weirdest movie you own on DVD? Not quite a movie, but it's freaking weird. So it fits the bill. <laughs> that is true. It's a pilot of a series that we never uh, obviously uh, <laughs> produced. <laughs> Turned out it was just a pretty blatant knockoff of The Office. Yeah. <laughs> Set in uh, you know on the floor of a college university. You get uh, any notes back from the studio? <laughs> After the pilot, they wanted more Mellis in it. Mellis was like a bit actor in it, but he got sick on set. We got this guy sick from well, food everyone poisoning. Everyone was sick. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Wait, you fed him a peanut butter and jelly? Yeah. The night before, that wasn't, out that wasn't my department. That wasn't JD's department, nope. I'll tell you that. Nope. That was rotten egg salad. Oh, <laughs> oh, it was. Is that what did it? Yeah. I think so. What kind of maniac would serve egg salad on a student production? Uh, in the middle of winter. It was like three days before Christmas. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah. 
Crazy. Okay, the floor. Wow, we, yeah, everybody's got one or two of those copies. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I've got multiple copies. Yeah. <laughs> I need you guys for like 10 years after. We sold like eight of them and then a the hundred or so to give out. Um, <laughs> we really should do a playback a playback watch party on the yeah. floor, though. Well, yeah, there's a legit star on on the floor, Mel- Melanie Scrafano. Oh, she's, yeah. She's a legit actor out there, yeah. so... The main guy ever become anything? Yeah, he owns Comedy Bar. Yeah, right Gary Rideau Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Serious. <Yeah. laughs> it's actually, dare I say it's not atrocious. Uh, it's not for a student production. It's, a, yeah. not, bad. it's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, TK, <laughs> besides the floor, what is the weirdest movie you own on DVD? I only could locate one of my boxes of DVDs downstairs, <laughs> so I was disappointed to learn that three of my favorites weren't there. Boiler Room, no. Oh. oh no! Freddie got fingered. No, oh, no. dude, where's my car? Dude, where's my movie? Oh, <laughs> I couldn't oh, find geez. it. But okay, you I got some. Find two weird ones. Okay, here we go. Straight up, <laughs> what I forgot I had: the Tenacious D complete masterworks wow. on DVD. That would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> With Jack Black back in our lives, uh, dominating his Bowser, this might be worth a watch. I've, I've watched that. never seen yeah. this cover of this. Me neither. Yeah, man, this is. There's a lot of stuff on here. You can't see that, but we're talking all the episodes, a whole big long line line of productions and stuff. So that's probably cool. But man, I I haven't put that in since college. But the one that confused me the most that I have no recollection of ever getting. A dead stock, unopened (laughs) Miami Heat 2012 NBA Champions DVD. Wow. Don't unwrap it, yeah. I'm not a Heat fan. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not in 2012. But a pristine copy did here. Did these come from the score? How in the world uh, did I get this? I think they did. I Just you holding <laughs> that up, I had a weird Probably. flashback of like a bunch of random DVDs at the score that found their way to yeah, our office stuff. or something. Yeah. There's two discs in there too, Trey. Wow. Oh, free Blu-ray. <laughs> Ooh, cool. That was like the one regular and one Blu-ray. <laughs> what is this, swordfish? <laughs> uh, I love that you knew where they were, though, because everybody does have a weird box of DVDs, like or they're box. in like yeah, one weird little shelf. Yep. JD, what's uh, the weirdest DVD you own? I have two. One is nobody has this. This is a show I worked on. I was a music editor on Johnny Test season three and four. Okay. <laughs> Cartoon? Just, yeah, there's nobody. Nobody out there owns this at all. Oh, come on. That was an award winner. It, was it? I don't uh, think it was. Which which other one did you work on that was an award winner? I don't know. Oh, come on. They have all, if you're talking about Canadian awards, they've won. Yeah, yeah, well, I have, them, yeah. it's an award just <laughs> to make just a Canadian like, production. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, but the weirdest thing I have, and it's probably the coolest thing I have, actually, is The Muppet Show Season 3. Oh, nice. This is a weird show. Like, yeah. if you watch back, like, the, the stuff they do on it is incredible. But uh, I watched it definitely at the time when it was on TV. Yeah. Like, live. And yeah. it is weird. It's yeah. very strange. Did uh, it not make a comeback? Like, did they not? Oh, it's, yeah, it's come back several times. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did, like, a Jason Siegel version or something like that? Uh, he like, was in a movie. Oh, he was yeah. in a movie. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. But, yeah, the, the Muppets uh, just very influential in my life. Favorite Muppet? Hmm... That's a great question. Probably Kermit. Kermit and Miss Piggy. Yeah, I love Miss Piggy. You love that dynamic? Yeah, I love it. I love That's it. Stuff, it's so, like, weird and sexual, you know? It's just, <laughs> yeah. just very strange. <laughs> yep. All right, let's call it there. Uh, fun, weird ending to that one. Rapid fire. Not so rapid. Never is. Who cares? It's a classic. Hopefully, if you're a podcast listener, leave your boys a five-star rating and review. 
Five Star Friday Fun, right around the corner. April's like two weeks, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, like ten days left in April. Get your reviews in. Get your reviews in. Uh, we'll do that in early May on a drop podcast. Uh, subscribe to No Dunks here on YouTube. We really appreciate it. Numbers have been ticking up, 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 up. We love to see it. Share the show with your friends. And uh, yeah, keep an eye on our Twitter account. Even though we're not verified anymore. Or are you? I don't. Or are we? I don't know. People are saying it's like hidden. Is that what's going on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Very confusing. <laughs> anyway, at No Dunks Inc. I N C on the end. Uh, I say to follow it because you never know when we're going to go live with a little playback watch for some of these playoff games over the weekend, both here Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So follow us there and across all social media channels, including Instagram and TikTok. Guys, that was a blast. Thanks for joining us. We will see you when we see you next. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Johnny Test won a Gemini. Oh, a Gemini. Gemini's. What's a Gemini? It's the Emmys of Canadians. Yeah, baby. They don't call it the Gemmys? They should, but they don't. <laughs> Gemini. That was like a Mega Man character, too. Gemini. I don't think that exists anymore as an award. It's a Canadian screen. They've molded, they've it's put them all together. Movies, TV, web. Can't believe we've never won one. It's crazy. <laughs> we weren't even nominated for a Webby this year. But congrats to Draymond Green. <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the weekend, people.